Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. It is time to break down week three. We had some teams survive burly. We're going to talk about that. We had some teams look pretty good and maybe look a little better than we thought. We'll talk about that as well. But Mac, I want to tell you, I'm officially attending my first football game of the fall this weekend. And so the tailgate game is going to be on point. And I'm currently debating. Yes. I want to make a dip. All right. That's what I want to make. Mm. And I think I'm going to make buffalo chicken dip. But stay tuned. Stay tuned. And I will be going to Ingalls, of course, for everything I need for my tailgate. <laughs> well, first of all, we need the recipe stat. Uh, and, and then we need videos uh, of you doing this because I love uh, some buffalo chicken dip. What kind of chips, though? This is the okay, kicker. Okay, we've what had this conversation before. Because I'm CT kicking. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm good with any chips, but the key is, and I've told you this, and you literally rolled your eyes at me. You can dip anything in buffalo chicken dip. You can dip celery. You can dip carrots. Oh, now it's coming. If you want to make it just the a little healthier, comment. so I'll probably have a variety of options. First of all, what are you using? Low fat yeah, ranch? Yeah, that's like, true. What are you I mean, doing? it is buffalo chicken. Come on, <laughs> healthy, healthy is not an option with this, but tasting good. I, I do agree. Okay, well, let me help everyone else that maybe you're attending with. You got to go with the blue tor- tortilla chips, okay? Oh, that, that's okay. what you got to get. I like that. Nick likes They're the those. Best. Yeah, so come on. Help the people okay. out. Get it going. Um, and I will have to say, this past weekend, I was in Clemson. It was amazing. Great to be back home, but even better to be at my home, Ingalls, where we went so much uh, when I was in college there, right off of Issaquina Trail. Uh, so shout out to everybody there. And I got to see some old friends that worked there when I was still working there, my guy, Dave Seville. Uh, so it was great to great to go back and, and great to see that. So before we jump into this uh, entire weekend, which 13 games, my gosh, we're all over the place. I'm ready for it to start slowing down, which it does this weekend, uh, KG, and then the next one maybe a little bit more. Uh, but let's get to a message from our friends over at Ingles real quick. Did you know Ingles only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Mac, it's time to talk about the game that I think had a lot of people buzzing this weekend. Florida State survives. I don't even know how, Mac. They survive up at Chestnut Hill. We were both wrong on this game. We should mention, by the way, Mac is killing Vegas, okay? Last year, I beat Mac in our little competition, but this year, Mac has come to play. He went 7-4 and four this week. This is against the spread. He's 18-10 and 10 on the season. Vegas mm. does not want you out there, Mac. You are destroying That's right. them. Cashing in. Cashing You're a lot of money them. in right now. And, and I've got to say, the, the ones that I have – not the one. I've missed a bunch, but obviously, you just read them there. But – the ones that I have missed, there are a, a handful, more than a few, less than a lot, a handful, that I'm just like, how did this happen? Yeah. How? And look, even looking at this weekend, I'm pulling it up. Sorry, it's taking forever. Florida State. I'm looking at this. That one. Florida State. With the hurricane. What are you doing? You could have at least used the hurricane Make as an excuse, happen. you know? Just run the ball. Just get it over with. 
Get it done. Can't do it. Uh, and then Louisville, they're up 21 yeah. points at halftime. I'm like, this is easy street. We're easy about to money. blow these dudes out of the water. And then they just let them come soaring back. Had to make a fourth down, I think even goal line stand yes, they did. Uh, to, to stop that. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is just brutal. So those two at the top of my mind should have been easy money, but it wasn't. And I, I'm very disappointed. I also want to address this, KG. Um, as you see, I'm wearing this beautiful shade of orange and this tiger paw because it is week four and it is, uh, it's war week. I'll just say that. So you're going to see a lot of Clemson stuff. We do have an awesome episode on Wednesday. I will not be disrespectful in that episode. It'll be fun. Uh, we're going to talk to our guy, Trey Benson. Uh, and then we're also going to have a Clemson guest on. So super excited for that. Uh, so I will not be wearing it then, uh, but Friday we're right back. EJ Manuel and I have a bet. Ooh. I will disclose that on Friday. Everybody will check that out, but let's uh, let's continue to jump in. I'm sorry. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear the bet. Mac, would you say that it's personal? Well, saying it's personal almost got your A word B, so no, I'm not going to say that. It's just a football game. It's just a game. It's personal. (laughs) It's personal, Mac. Okay, let's talk about this Florida State game. Florida State survives, and they win, and that's the bottom line here, okay? If you hear anything we say here, just hear Florida State wins, and all you got to do is survive, continue to win. They beat Boston College 31 to 29. This was the weirdest game, Mac. It was so yes. weird. BC comes out on that first drive and just goes right down the field. And Thomas Castellanos, we've seen some of him this year. We saw him mainly in the Holy Cross game, but he's electric. I, I tweeted something like, Is Zay Flowers out here playing quarterback? Because he's that good of an athlete. <laughs> he's that good of an athlete. Yeah. But he also threw for 300 yards. So I think Castellanos took Florida State a little bit by surprise, if you will, even though you had seen him before. Right. And Florida State just looked out of sync, out of sorts. That's the way I'd put it. Yeah. It, it was really strange to see this guy just going around like crazy. I mean, he, he's slinging the ball over the yard. Again, I'm, I'm doing quick math here. You guys keep seeing me look down. He was averaging 15 yards a completion. Yeah. I mean, that is sick when you're throwing the ball like that so efficiently downfield. And that first drive, I mean, they walked the dog yes. down. And he threw for like 76 yards or 74 yards, something crazy like that, the most ever since Matt Ryan uh, in a first drive of a game for BC there. So once that happened, I'm like, uh-oh. Like, are we about to see something crazy here? Uh, and, and we did. You know, we, we surely did. And, you know, FSU responds, and, you know, it seems like they're about to run away with it. And then the fourth quarter happens, mm-hmm. and, and BC just marching up and down the field, scoring 13 points and coming up just a little short. So awesome what we saw from, from TC there, 400 total yards, uh, two total touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground. But, man, he, he just had FSU's number and, and was being an absolute athlete, sprinting all around. But as you said, the most important thing about all of this, FSU won. And, and I think what's interesting is I really wanted to see them, KG, kind of – you know, take a step to be one of those teams where, like, they, they just eliminate all we doubt talked about all the that. time. Playing like, to the standard. Yeah. yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. And, and of course, you know, didn't. Uh, but again, still won. I think if this is a team a couple of years ago, they lose this game. Agreed. I, I really Agreed. do. Um, so that's a difference maker, is a positive to see. Um, and then you just have to think how much were they looking at that Clemson game next week and and were they were they paying attention to that, not really locked in the moment with their team. Uh, so it, it was a fascinating game. And uh, I was watching it kind of biting my fingernails off because I'm like, please do not ruin this moment. We've already kind of ruined it from our standpoint. Don't do it from your standpoint. So they did. They got it. Well, okay. I'm, I have two main questions for you that I want uh, the football <laughs> player's perspective on. But first and foremost, glad Jordan Travis is okay. That was a very scary moment, I think, for everybody. Okay, let's start with Boston College. 
when you have 18 penalties, mm. how – you're as a former player, how does that happen? Who is that on? <laughs> well, I think you look at how they were. I wish we had a breakdown of what every penalty was. I'm sure we there could were find it somewhere. There were a ton of false starts. It was so many. It was like every time you're looking at it, it's just like a flag was yeah. on the field. And what's also weird, you were at home. It's <laughs> like not, it's not, not like it was crazy loud. Some, yeah. Yeah, ruckus environment that uh, against your offense at least, you know, it was it should have been relatively quiet, and uh, it's just lack of discipline. And we've seen that a couple of times with this team, you know. Quite frankly, uh, with, with Castellanos himself, you know, taking his helmet off, screaming at guys, you know, waving at opponents, getting fifteen yard penalties, put his you know team in jeopardy. That there's a lot of weird stuff that goes along with these guys. So it, it's it's twofold, right? Like I don't yeah. want to put it all on the players because the, the coaches. Yeah, I mean, the coaches have to hold them accountable, but also, like, do your job. Because I know they're not out here just saying, free-for-all, do whatever you want. Uh, so that, that's tough, KG. It's a, it's a really weird spot and, quite frankly, cost them the game. I mean, when you have 100-plus yards and penalties, uh, you know, how much of a difference maker would that have been? 131 yards, 18 penalties, lost you the game, Completely. quite frankly. Completely. In a, in a big-picture sense, but also at the end of the game with that face mask. Here, Okay, here's yeah. my question with Florida State. I think we can all understand sleep, uh, sleepy, sleepy Chestnut Hill, sleepy game. Florida State played did not play to a certain level that they should. Keon Coleman without a catch. Yeah. Really. How? I mean, that that right. is a concern going forward. He's such a weapon, and you weren't able to target him. You weren't able to get him the ball. Right, and, and they tried a couple of times. And one I thought might could have been pass interference. It looked like a guy was grabbing his arm. He's trying to catch a touchdown with one hand. Uh, and, and then the other one was a drop. Like it, it was funny on the broadcast. They're like, if, if he throws it out a little more in front of him, it's a touchdown. The ball was perfectly thrown. I mean, it's right here. He's going to the right and he just dropped it. Um, that was interesting, but they only had 15 completions. And, and so it's not like it was, you know, this big massive game and they're just totally not going to him. Uh, it was just a weird day, a weird, weird day in the office for these guys. They had 49 offensive plays. I mean, that is nuts for FSU. Let me find the, the time of possession real yeah. quick because we it doesn't matter, but it's interesting to look at. It's not that bad. 33 to 26. Um, weird game. Weird game. Super weird game. Lucky to win. Um, you know, but I think showing some resiliency and, and some, you know, discipline to get that done. Uh, but again, every team has these tests. It's better to have these tests in a victory, right. learn these lessons in a victory than ever in a loss. And so Florida State in a great position. I think it is funny the people that overreact, especially these uh, good old AP Bowl voters. Uh, they put Texas, who was, I think, tied with Wyoming. Yeah. Can you help me out no, here? They, yeah. Tied with Wyoming. The dominant Wyoming, by the way. Excuse Cowboys. me. Cowboys. Uh, going into the fourth quarter. Um, wow. And they moved up a spot. So, yeah, it's great. And I think Bama moved down maybe three spots. Well, because the Bama win looked better because Bama got a hard-fought yeah. road win at South Florida. Right. So, yeah, that's Thank how that you. works, man. That is right. That is I, I think we both agree this game was more fluky for Florida State, and, and there aren't – it's not a, a massive issue going forward, except for maybe the confidence factor, where right. Florida State not coming off a great game. Clemson, I know they, mm -hmm. they played FAU, who's not any good, but mm -hmm. at least you got to, for lack of a better term, here's my basketball analogy, got to see the ball go through the net. That, that's the difference here. So we yeah. shall see. I, no, I do agree. And obviously you're playing a much different opponent. That was your first true road right. game. I mean, I know they opened the season you know, on the road, but a neutral site, 
And now you're going into a place. I mean, so th- this is what I'm saying. They have not dealt with, and we'll talk about this on Friday. I'm getting excited. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. We they will. haven't dealt with what they're going to deal with on Saturday, right? 81,000 plus screaming against you, not, you know, at the neutral site where you have more fans, not BC where there's, you know, 15,000, 20,000 people in the stands. Like, it's going to be nuts. And so is this a shade or is, you know, Florida State have this one game and then we're going to see them just go nuts on Saturday. We'll see. Anyway, we'll talk about that more later. To be determined. We will talk on Wednesday and Friday so much about that game. We can't wait. Let's get on to our next ranked team here, Mac. North Carolina handles their business. Number 17, North Carolina beats Minnesota 31-13. to They cover, which we appreciate from the heels. Mac, Nate McCollum. He's here. Ooh. He's ready. 15 catches for 165 and a touchdown. I think he was yeah. one catch away from the North Carolina single game record. Mm. Dude, I mean... He yes, Tez Walker's out. We know that, but having him back, it seems that he's unlocked the passing game for Drake May. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean it's it is interesting how coincidental it is that he's back and Drake goes absolutely nuts. You know, we were kind of begging for it, right? Like, please, you know, have a, a statistically impressive game. Same thing for Riley Leonard going into this week. I wanted that from both of those guys, and Drake delivered. I mean, four hundred yards passing was just electric through the air. The the balls that he was completing, the deep shots. I am this much concerned about the turnovers. Yeah, um, I was going to ask. Because one guy, you know, he, he was trying to throw like a curl or an out, and it wasn't cover two. It might have been man-to-man. He just didn't even see the, the guy, the linebacker. He threw it right to him. Uh, and then the second one was kind of just one of those decision deals where, he, you know, either eat it or throw it away. Do not try to force it. It looked a lot like Cade's interception – uh, last week. So, you know, it, it's just kind of a silly play. You don't want that to happen. And, and on the broadcast, they're saying good Drake and bad Drake. I'm like, come on, man, this, this dude's good, come right? On. Like we, we don't have to classify him as that. Um, and it was good to see them win. So now we've seen them three ways, uh, win a football game defensively running the ball and throwing it all over the yard. Obviously great to get a win against an undefeated big 10 team, uh, and continue to fly that flag, which all the ACC one and four against the big 10, uh, great weekend, not going to call anybody out, but the one was the same one that was against the SEC teams. Like, come on, let's get it going, Virginia. Help us out here. Wait, didn't Virginia Tech also lost, though? <laughs> oh, that was a big – it was before that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. You are well, correct. records in the Big Ten, we always forget. But, yes, I agree. We've seen North Carolina win a bunch of different ways, which is very good. And, you know, you could say, well, what exactly is their identity? But I also think it makes them very, very hard to prepare for. So yeah. that's good for UNC. And with the picks, Mac – you know, we forget sometimes that good quarterbacks throw picks. Good quarterbacks right. take chances, and they trust mm-hmm. their guys. The, the player that comes to mind for me is Deshaun Watson at Clemson. Right. He threw picks, and yeah. you just kind of you, – you took the good with the bad because he was pushing the ball downfield, and he was taking right. chances. And I, I think, too, you know, with a guy like Nate McCollum, he's still kind of – Drake's still figuring out what he has because in camp sure. you had Tez Walker, and now you don't. So right. I don't think it's that big of a deal. No, I, I don't either. And actually, I want to go back real quick to that graphic error I had in my brain. Uh, this is how we manipulate numbers. It was four and one on Saturday. That's what it Got was. Got it. Okay. The other game was played on You're Friday. Right. I was You're like, right. I swear I saw this statistic. Right. I know I saw this somewhere. <laughs> so that's what it was. It was the Friday game that threw me off there. So shout out to the Commonwealth holding it down. Not really. Can't stand it. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Everything with Drake. Um, you know, he, he's such a special player. They can run the football effectively. And, and that's the. You know, that's the biggest thing to me, KG. I've said this a couple of times when when we're talking about different teams, but, you know, true balance for an offense is not just 
running it 20 times, throwing it 20 times. It's if, if somebody takes it away, which I, mm-hmm. you know, Minnesota tried to with loading the box up or, or great tackling, whatever it was, can you throw the ball? Can, can you react and, and respond that way? And the answer for North Carolina has been yes. So the balance that we have seen from them this year is superior far and away mm-hmm. to last year. And I yeah. think we'll, we'll continue to, to win them a bunch of games. And if you want to just talk overall balance, we've definitely seen the defense look better. The App State game was a little bit of a outlier, but the other two, they've looked really, really good. When they play the Sun Belt, you know, when they play the Superior League <laughs> uh, in the Big Ten the SEC, it's brutal. Mac, I messed this one up, man. Duke beats Northwestern. Easily. Easily. 38 14. Easy. Mm -hmm. I'm out Mm -hmm. here saying Northwestern's going to cover. That's why I went 5 6 this week. I am 15 (laughs) 13 overall. You know, not not the worst person in the world. But Riley Leonard, he passed the ball well. He ran the ball for nearly 100 yards. Duke showing balance as well, Mac. And Duke just, Duke continues to handle business. I think next week they have Connecticut. The week after that, they have Notre Dame. That's when. You're going to learn a lot more about Duke, in my opinion. And I I hate – I'm not trying to take away from Duke's win over Clemson. But anybody who watched the game can understand that Clemson, I mean, they just completely shot themselves in the foot. We know that. And it was still – Duke won the game. But Notre Dame, I, I'm i intrigued by Duke in that game. But they beat Northwestern. Yeah. I don't want to get off the point. They beat Northwestern. Sure. Good win for Duke. <laughs> yeah. Hammered Northwestern. Uh, yeah. And I think the the way they ran the football was super impressive. And yes. you know, these guys continue to, to run the ball at a super high clip. Uh, you know, Riley just untackleable at times. And I want to run this by you, see your, see your okay. kind of instant reaction. We have not talked about this. Is Riley Leonard's game compa- – is his running style, not his game because he's a much better passer. Is his running style comparable to Tim Tebow? <laughs> Well, Tebow is bigger. Nobody can tackle either one of them. It's the weirdest thing. I hear you. I, I think that I still see him differently. I think Riley Leonard mm-hmm. is, first of all, he's not sneaky athletic. He's athletic. Um, yeah. But Tebow, to me, was more of a bulldozer type guy. Sure. Like, Tebow's a guy sure. you're going to use at the one or whatever. And you still will mm-hmm. use Riley in that regard. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think Riley Riley's probably faster. Yeah. The, the, the crazy say. thing, that long run that he had, that 33-yard yard run – where at the end of it, he's just mashing the guy's face Yeah, he down. is. And he just it bounces like, off I was people. thinking T, but when I saw it, I'm like, dang. No, I, I that's see, what he I looks like. And Brian saying. Ives was talking about it, our producer there. And I was like, I think you're right. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, but he's a way better passer, you know, better quarterback, whatever. Interesting in that regard. I do still want to see him, KG, have yeah, that passing yeah. game. Like, he has one passing touchdown on the year. That's that is crazy, crazy to me. Wow. Uh, there's a couple of crazy stats. I'm going to hit you with another one when we talk about Clemson. Only one passing touchdown. Uh, not a ton of yards. I mean, 200 yards is kind of the max that we're going here. Um, but they don't need it, right? I mean, they're running the ball at a high clip. They're winning. Defense is playing really well. You know, creating turnovers, forcing that. Tackles for loss, whatever it is. Um, but I, I just want to see it because I love the guy and I want to see him, you know, have a, a massive year, a massive stat game. So, you know, maybe against UConn, who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Maybe against UConn, who's trying to join the ACC <laughs> and just play ACC teams all the time. Uh, Miami, who's up to 20 in the rankings now, they beat Bethune 48 to 7. They dominate. This was on Thursday night. I don't think you can learn much from this game. If, you know, I mean, Tyler Van Dyke, Emery Williams look good in, in backup yeah. role. Maybe that's what you learn. But Miami continues to roll. They have Temple next, which is interesting. They're at Temple? Question mark. And I think it's the uh I think it's the Manny Diaz trade. Like oh. when they took Manny, I think it was like, <laughs> hey, we'll give him to you, but 
you got to come play here in a couple of years. Sense. Then they have Georgia Tech at home. <laughs> then North Carolina, that game is going to be awesome. But look, I think even with Miami as good as they've looked now, they're ranked. We can't just say, let's look, let's look to this game. Let's look to this game. You got yeah. Miami's got to take every game every week, one at mm-hmm. a time. And I know they will, but yeah. did you learn anything here, Mac? Well, I think just the, the continued, you know, kind of this is who we are, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, re-solidifying that, understanding that uh, Xavier Restrepo, I mean, that dude is freaky. And uh, just their relationship, right? Yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, he had 120 of TVDs, 247 yards. It's nuts. And, and uh, you know, just super reliable. Brashard Smith had a great game, had, you know, a couple of decent long passes. But you're, you're seeing the depth emerge from this Miami skill players, and, and that's what they need. It's so interesting to me, KG. It's like since we've been on the network and, and doing this at different times, you know, they've had a great quarterback or they've had a good, you know, offensive line or good skill players. It seems like they – coordinators. seems like they hadn't had it all at right, once. right. And now they do. And what does that mean? You know, how good can they be? Um, they're, they're right where I thought they would be, though, right now. They haven't done anything yet that I'm like, okay, these guys really? are for real. They're better than I th- – I had them beating Texas. Well, Whoa. if you listen, if you go back to our, our previews, I had Miami super high. And you're looking at me like I was crazy. I had them in like eight, nine wins. Yeah. And you're like, Mac – how can everybody be well, that high? Someone has to lose. <laughs> that's true. The reason I'm saying that is that they have done more than I thought. I, I thought they would yeah. beat a and at home, they won, but it's the way. I thought they would win. They, they yeah. blew them out, and even with that score, they had the blocked punt and the muff punt. Like, it it should right. have been even worse. So that's what yeah. I will – That I know Texas a is probably not that good because, Lord, mm-hmm. so overrated. <laughs> but the way they won that game, that is more than yeah. I expected going into the year. Yeah, I will say that. But in regards to record – you know, yeah, what they're yeah. doing sure. uh, right where I thought they'd be. I think that the obviously the, the Clemson game and the FSU game, those will be the big ticket where I'm like, okay. And, and even North see. Carolina. I mean, they've struggled. They've struggled yeah. with North Carolina yeah. I think that's these the last couple of years. So those are kind of the three. You win, you know, one of those or a couple of those, then I'm just like, okay, yeah. th- this team is is really real, really real right now. Really real. <laughs> we will see. Um, speaking of a team that's looking a little more real, Clemson. <laughs> Uh, beats Florida Atlantic forty-eight to fourteen. They're currently twenty-six in the AP poll. Mac, can we just can we pause here for a second? The fact that Clemson is not ranked, and yes, I know what you're going to say. Oh, you both went to Clemson, blah blah blah. But Alabama only dropped to thirteen. Would what? How they looked against South Florida? I mean, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Clemson yeah. loses to a Duke team that now is ranked, and Clemson's not ranked. And then here's the kicker for me. How is an unranked team only a two and a half point opening underdog to the number four team in the country? <laughs> That's silly. That's just silly, man. It is silly. It's just silly. It is silly. I, I think uh, a couple of things on that. I do think that it's fascinating the Alabama thing, oh, yeah. and, and it's funny. I pr- proposed this question on the the magical Twitterverse, and uh, the amount of just I don't want to be too rude with words. Um, Interesting people and how they respond folks. to that thing. Hmm. Uh, because and, and they're saying you lost to Duke. Tech, you know Alabama didn't lose. I'm like, first of all, you did just lose. Uh, yeah. Second of all, Clemson did not fall to unranked after they lost to Duke. Yes, they fell to unranked after they won by 60 at home. That, that's what I was so baffled about. And, and it's I don't know. The AP voters are so whack, and I hate that poll. And I can't wait till 
When does it come out? November? Do we have to wait till November? No, I, hopefully not. October? It's generally late October, early November. I'd have to look. God, the just the have uh, to wait playoff so poll. long. My fate, honestly, it should be a national holiday. The day that ESPN <laughs> changes their graphics right, to right. the college football playoff <laughs> poll number instead of the stupid eight people. I can't stand it. And even I, I'm looking at like who's affiliated. You know, in the voters, because you can see it. We, it's all yeah, public. Yeah. You can see who votes where. And, like, there's a handful of Duke people. There's a bunch of Notre Dame people. And I'm just like, mm. what is this? This is so weird. It makes no sense how and why and all that. Well, if Clemson beats Florida State, obviously they'll be ranked. But they Maybe. beat – Who knows? They might fall. They might fall farther. <laughs> I would have to imagine. They beat Florida Atlantic. The first half was really good. Yeah. Uh, second half, you know, just kind of sluggish because you're up by so much. Sure. The defense made plays, Mac. That was really good to see. Yeah. Clemson didn't run the ball as well, but Klubnik, no turnovers, which I think was just the biggest the biggest hurdle, and looked good in the first half. So just yeah. overall thoughts here. Well, yeah, and I, I think there. the defense, I was there, which was super fun. So great to be back home. Um, to see everybody, I'll just start there, sorry. The mayor. Uh, to, to see Tiger Walk in person. I got to lead Tiger Walk and do some TV stuff with that, which was just incredible, and to see how that thing is upgraded and, and yeah. built out. I mean, it is beautiful. The new locker room under the stadium, unbelievable. Uh, th- those guys are in such a great place right now from that standpoint. And then just the the, the fans and, and you know seeing some family members and things of that nature at home. Um, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like coming home. And funnily enough, you know we've we've been to Virginia Tech for Eddie. We've been to FSU for for EJ, and then myself here. So we're all good. We're satisfied. We've seen our people. Uh, you know, send us wherever you want to. But you know, seeing the game, uh, first of all, super loud. Was very impressed by that. Packed. Uh, the first thing I look at at any stadium, KG, when it, when it's a you know a, a good crowd, whatever a team you expect to be packed. I just look at those upper corners, you know, yeah. and, and see okay, are those packed out and. You know, Virginia Tech's was week one, Florida State was week two, and then Clemson week three here did the exact same thing. So great to see that. Uh, the turnout was exceptional. And then when my guy Wiggins had that pick six, it was so loud. It was awesome. It was awesome. So great energy. Uh, loved what the defense was doing, the physicality from those guys, scoring, getting a bunch of turnovers. I think they had three turnovers um, mm-hmm. and even should have had maybe a fourth uh, but but they uh, they called that back and maybe they had four maybe no they, they forced four forced four forced four should have been five but the the ball like rolled right out of bounds uh, yeah. and, and w- would have maybe been a touchdown there too and maybe even another one Xavier Thomas is pissed that he yeah. didn't get his touchdown uh, so who knows but I think they're playing at a super high level very confident uh, love what I saw the activity in the backfield uh, you know ten tackles for loss is really impressive uh, only two sacks which you know I, I'm. I'm keeping my eye on. I'm not saying it's code mm. red, uh, but the the defensive line is missing some opportunities. Like they they have the quarterback, and then bam, he escapes and and you know gains yeah. yards. This week for sure, you can't do that, or it'll be big time trouble. Well, Matt, and I'm interested to see it. With you talking about the sacks and all that, some of these older guys maybe haven't produced as much. T.J. Parker though, baller. Yes, baller. and we Peter Woods is still still a dude and yeah. still very impressive. But T.J. Parker has been the guy that yeah. you watch and you're like, who's that? Yeah, yeah. He's an impressive dude. Defensive end, big, strong dude, too. True uh, I, I think that he's going to step up you know, pretty quick. And not saying he's taking anybody's job, but next year, I mean, he's going to be the guy. He's going to be an absolute piece of this team. And I, and I think, you know, looking offensively, like you said, 
first half was great, you know, scoring the ball, really good decisions, uh, throwing a couple deep balls. It was yes. great to see a guy like Tyler Brown, you know, really get involved. And, and if you guys remember, again, on our preview, you know, kind of episode of all these teams, I said he reminded me of Jacoby Ford. You know, the speed, the body type, uh, really impressive guy. will be interesting to see his confidence grow, you know, as this game and this season keeps going there. Uh, and just who else can emerge? So obviously the the – you know, bad news about Cole Turner being out yeah. for the year is is devastating um, because I, I thought that he was probably their best downfield threat and deep ball threat. So who has to step up and, and who can be that guy? Great to see Adam Randall as well, you know, be the leading receiver with 51 yards and, and really emerging right there. So much more Clemson, Florida State coming at <laughs> you on Wednesday and on Friday. So stay tuned. We're going to run through the rest of these games. Let's spend some time a little bit on Louisville and Cuse and then we'll we'll run through the rest. Louisville gets the win, 21-14 over Indiana. They did not cover, even though they were covering for basically the entire game, which was very frustrating. Uh, but the Jays, the three Jays, they showed up, Mac. Jawar yeah. Jordan was awesome. Jamari Thrash with that huge play in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. And I thought Jack Plummer played well, too. Jack Plummer, towards the end of the game, got them some first downs with his wheels. Yeah. And I, I was a little I was a little impressed <laughs> with Jack Plummer. Some sneaky athleticism perhaps, Mac. That's right. That's right. It's great to see. And you mentioned the three Jays. This is now the third game in a row that that's your leading passer, obviously, leading rusher and, and leading receiver. So, you know, that's a three-headed monster that's yeah. playing very consistently right now for you. And I think kind of you know, figuring themselves out that, hey, I've got to be a playmaker. I've got to be the guy to, you know, do this for my team and, and figure this out. So I think that that makes you feel really good if you're a Cardinal fan. Uh, just seeing the level and the the explosive nature, you know, of the offense, an 85-yard play from, excuse me, from Jamari Mash there. Excuse me, Jamari Mash, Jamari Thrash. Uh, Jawar Jordan had a nice long touchdown run there as well. So it's great to see these guys. And, and that's the nature and what we expect from – you know, the Louisville offense and, and they're hitting, you know, it's so interesting. I'll talk about this probably all year, but we have no idea what to expect about these guys and they're playing at a high level. They've all come together and, you know, they're doing what we thought this offense could be, you know, under the, the, the staff that's coming in here. But uh, you, you just never know. Coach Brom's done an amazing job and, and just continuing to see these guys get better. The, the one thing that I've really been excited about, at least in this game, they held Indiana to 58 yards rushing. And that's mm -hmm. something where, you apply that to next week when they play Boston College right. and they play Castellanos, the QB yeah. that lit up everything against Florida State. Can they contain him? Then they've got NC State as well. But Louisville, we've we've talked about the favorable schedule. Yeah. They're just they're beating who's on the sheet right now. Yeah. And I, I it, this ends up a 21-14 game. It felt like they were a few more points better than Indiana. Mm -hmm. But overall, again, good win for Louisville. Would have loved the cover. Uh, but Boston College, I think if you just looked at the schedule going in, you, and especially before this week, you'd think, oh, Louisville beats BC. Now, I, I still think Louisville are probably favored. I'm sure they are. This game's at Louisville. But Louisville's a 14-point favorite. Interesting. Right. Early right. line. But I think that game's a, a little scarier than it once was. Yeah, well, I think certainly when you have a quarterback like that, you know, with TC coming to town, Castellanos there coming to town, and just what he can do, uh, and, and now, but there's film like the surprise game's over true, with, true. you know, with, That's with true. Florida State. Uh, so people are going to know what to expect and, and try. Still, at the end of the day, you have to to get them down and tackle them. Uh, but I, the the biggest thing that I want to see in that, and again, we'll talk about this more on Friday. I want to see that place packed out, man. I, I mm. haven't seen you know Louisville. I think it will be. Card State. I, I hope so. I hope so because we've seen will. them play there, and, and I, I know it was Murray State, but 
You know, we haven't seen that place full in a long time, and I hope that we get to see that this weekend. We will see. 3.30 game. So excited for that one. Max, Syracuse dominates Ooh. Purdue. 35-20 to 20 at Purdue, and they held Purdue to just 80 yards rushing. I thought that was big because Purdue yeah. did run the ball well the other week. But how about Garrett Schrader? <laughs> I mean, look, 195 yards on the ground, four touchdowns, 184 passing. He was responsible for basically, besides LeQuint Allen, basically all right. of Syracuse's <laughs> offense. And I thought he just took over the game, Mac. I know you want to talk about the fake, hide yeah. the ball, yeah. and go. Nice. That was that was crazy. It was beautiful. And you, like you said, outside of 80 yards, yeah, it was uh, him. He was resp- and one touchdown, he, he was responsible him. for all of it. Four touchdowns running the football. The, the fakes were just unbelievable. It was very... Peyton Manning like Aaron Rodgers like where you know he's hiding that ball behind his hip sticking yeah. it out there defense sees an empty hand they're like okay this running back has the ball and the way that he ended it first of all the touchdown was amazing uh really pretty but the way he ended the game with that probably could have scored quite frankly if he wanted to for a fifth touchdown and then just hits that clean slide mm-hmm. ball game see you later vet, uh, vet move. very vet move and impressive to see Two years in a row now, Garrett Schrader just dropping the bomb on you know Purdue here and, and getting it done in, in style. He's he's exciting, and this this team is exciting. Uh, but that that's what we've you know kind of been used to early with Syracuse. Now early they have starts. Army, and then it's Clemson, and then it's at North Carolina, then it's at Florida State. We'll know exactly who they are in four yeah. weeks. We'll know exactly who they are. Well, and the bad news with Syracuse, of course, is Ronde Gadsden out yeah, for the year. Brutal. That is terrible news. Yeah. I hate it for Syracuse. I hate it for him. This was going to be a bad year. This is going to be a year where you, you know, put a bunch on film, go to the league. So just, uh, I, when I saw that news, I, I just, I was really bummed. Yeah, for him. me too. And, and it's, again, it's just, it feels like for some reason, these last couple of years, we've really had to deal with this in the ACC. But when you lose a star player like that, it's just brutal. It, it really is. And you feel for these young men. I mean, we build relationships with these guys, interviewing them and seeing them in person, and then for for that to happen to a young man like that, it just it stinks. It doesn't matter the school. I know I have a paw on my chest right now, but you know, feel really bad for him and, and that community mm. and, and just his family because, like you said, had so much in front of him, and he still does. Uh, yeah, but it, course, it's just it's super deflating in the moment. Yeah, yeah. We hope he gets gets well soon and the rehab goes well. Mac, let's get to these final games and run through them here. Not a lot of wins in these final games for the ACC, but one team, well, two of them left did win. Uh, one of those was Wake Forest in a classic You Better Not game. Going to Norfolk, going to Old Dominion, <laughs> and trying to lose. I mean, down literally, 17 to 0 at the trying half. trying to lose. <laughs> down 17 to 0 at the half. The two picks were just rough. You had the, the pick that was the scoop and score that um, the Monarchs returned. But Wake finds a way. And, Mac, yeah. I did not think Wake was going to find a way. I mean, that, the comeback like is truly a tale of two halves. Yeah. What can we – do we learn anything about Wake? Are we, are we more concerned, but they found a way? No. What do we take from this game? Well, I, I do think you, you see a level of uh, resiliency. Uh, you know, anytime yeah. that you're 17 down away uh, and, and you have three turnovers, two of which were returned for touchdowns, um, you don't really lose – you don't win those games. So th- right, this was right. very lucky for them to do that. Uh, also, I have to give so much credit to this Wake D-line. Ten yeah. sacks? Are you kidding me? Jacob Roberts had three of them. Uh, Jasheen Davis had three of them. Uh, and that forced a couple of turnovers, almost a touchdown. Um, 
Super impressed with that. And can we replicate that, please? That, that would be lovely. Obviously, the adjustments in the second half, KG, they were they were impressive. I mean, 24, or excuse me, 27 to 7 in the second half. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Wake Forest turned around. Mitch Griffiths is a heck of a player. And I love the way he plays, has a beautiful ball uh, when he just absolutely grips it and rips it. But the internal clock in his head has mm. to speed up a little bit. These guys are going to hit you. This isn't practice where you can get away with, you know, holding on to the ball, trying to get that guy downfield. And we've seen this in three games, not just this game. He's taken some shots because he's holding yeah. on the ball too long and trying to just do too much. Get to your check down if you don't like what you see or get out of there. You got to get out of the pocket. You have to do something. Uh, throw that ball away, please. Um, and, and I feel really good. But this guy's a stud. Three touchdowns again in the second half. Thrown up to his guys. It was great great to see Taylor Marin uh, just ball out over 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Um, they got the dub. It, it's it's a little got the similar dub. To, to FSU in the fact, but you know this type of opponent, you, you would like to obviously see them play much cleaner and much better. They got the dub. That's what matters. But great point about Griffiths. I, I, it is still his first year as a starter. Yeah, fourth start. I, I think mean, you're seeing some the, start, the growth. Whatever. Yeah, fourth start. Yeah. yeah, he's got some things to learn. NC State beats VMI 45-7. to I'm not sure how much we learned from this game. NC State did run the ball. Brennan Armstrong was efficient. Here's what I'm looking at, Mac. As I look at NC State moving forward, they have Virginia next week at Virginia on Friday night. That Louisville-NC State game, I think we're going to learn a lot from that game. Mm. Which of those two teams is a pretender and which could actually go on to have maybe eight, nine, ten win season. Yeah. But – Beat VMI, handle their business, on to the next. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And and just to see them run the football, commit to running the football, you hope that that's something you can build upon and, and really just continue to have, you know, that built-up success. But I agree with you. That Louisville game is going to be fascinating. Mac, we're on to the sad portion of the show. <laughs> and I'm going to actually do – let's talk about Georgia Tech first because I think Georgia Tech is a lot less sad than the other ones yeah. because they lost to a ranked team on the road. And they did some good things early. They were very much in the game at the half. I just, I just thought Ole Miss was too explosive at the end. It was just kind of deep ball after deep ball after deep ball. And Georgia Tech wasn't as explosive. But Haynes King played well. Right. He passed the ball well. You have a quarterback. Yeah. And no one expected Georgia Tech to go win this game. They have a tough schedule, as always. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to loop this in with the, the, the sad games. But they didn't cover. Right. And we probably should have known that. We should have known that. And, and Ole Miss to, to score 24 points in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's just it's tough. It's almost like the the Notre Dame NC State game, you know, where it just gets yeah. out of hand quick, uh, and those guys kind of run away with it. But here's the deal: if you would have told me that Ole Miss only ran the ball 37 yards uh, with their star running back Junkins, I said Georgia Tech won. You know, they got it done. Uh, but Jackson Dart there channeling his inner Garrett Schrader, going for 14 <laughs> carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns, really was just. A difference maker and really again that explosive nature throwing the ball downfield had a long rush of 68 also had a long pass of 68 when you're doing that and you've got a couple of 40s 20s 30s kind of bottled up in there as well it, it, it's tough so a lot to be excited about for for you know Georgia Tech Haynes King continuing to look good 300 mm-hmm. yards two touchdowns um, they just got to continue to grind continue to try to close that gap talent wise you know, recruiting and in the transfer portal. Georgia Tech Wake next week. That that could be very interesting. Yeah. It could tell us a lot about, I think, both teams there. Mac, we're going to finish, and this is a sad way to finish, but <laughs> I'm just going to simply ask you, which game made you the most sad? Was it Maryland 42, Virginia 14? Or 
Rutgers 35, Virginia Tech 16, <laughs> or, and honestly, this is my personal favorite, West Virginia 17, Pitt 6, Dracovic passed for 81 yards, and the West Virginia backup quarterback passed for 61 yards, <laughs> and West Virginia won because they ran the ball well and because I, Pitt just couldn't get out of its own way and they couldn't really run the ball. No. But Mac, Phil Dracovic, he... He looks like he has the yips or something. Yeah. I mean, this is just this is not working for Pitt. Yeah, it's not. Um, this is this is the worst. And you one. called it by the way. This is the worst one of the three. Um, you know, Maryland. I, I kind of expected that. Virginia Tech, Rutgers expected that. Yeah. Didn't expect it to be this brutal. Um, now I brutal. thought West Virginia was going to win, but I didn't think it, it was going to be like this, where you know Phil Dracovic has single digit completions, three picks, no touchdowns. And just, you know, seeing ghosts at times, you know, not really sure what he's looking at was only sacked once. So it's not like he's getting hit and on the ground a ton. Um, just a, a weird situation here. And, and how like old this is a Kelly Graham like type of game. 81 yards passing for one team, 60 for the other. Like, what the heck are we doing? This is a brutal, brutal game. You're, I just I just threw up. Yeah, on YouTube. yeah. I mean, you're looking at 50 plays versus so 60 plays. I mean, it's a weird game. It was a true brawl. Yeah, tr- seriously, it's what it was. Um, I would have liked to see somebody fight more than I want to see those offenses on the field. Uh, I, I don't know what Pitt needs to do moving forward. Um, I think you, know, you have to give another guy another chance at quarterback, Mac. I mean, you're not going to win games with that. You're just not. I don't know what the hesitation is. Actually, that, that's what I meant. Yeah. To say. Uh, and you, you and I have had this conversation before, but why do you just leave the guy in? I mean, right. why not it, even Try take him out for else. a series? And you know that we have this conversation, you know, on the huddle Saturday night, and and I asked Coach Rick, and you know, no one really had like a great answer. It's just that's just how it's been. It's how it always how is. It goes. And you know, Coach kind of brought up the fact of if you take that guy out, then the whole team like loses. Whatever belief in him, credit, and I, I don't know if that's true. Like mm. he just wasn't playing good. Just pull him out, sit him down, go back in, or don't. You know, if if the guy's playing well behind him, I mean, we saw that with Boston College. You know, they pull out Emmett, put in Castellanos. There you go. You got your guy, and you almost yeah. beat Florida State, number three team in the country. So it's a fascinating thing for me, KG. I, I don't know the hesitation. I don't understand the hesitation unless they just have nobody. Behind him, nobody they feel good about, which I've seen Yarnell. We heard about the other cat who transferred from Penn State. Bayer, yeah. Give him a chance. I don't well, understand. Here's my question, Mac. When Narduzzi was on with us in the, the preseason show, he's talked about how it was kind of still a competition. He did. He did. So hey, that, here's the that's deal. just really I'm going to be in Pittsburgh this weekend, and I'll ask him. You'll get I'll the say, hey, buddy, Okay. Here's the deal. You said this. What's up? And uh, I'm sure he'll probably karate chop me in half or try to RKO me if I do ask that. Uh, but we'll find out, KG. We will find out. Yeah. All right, good. Mac is on the case. <laughs> He's going to bring his detective inspector That's right. uh, magnifying glass <laughs> and get down to it. But, Mac, good week, fun week. I think we're going to have a yeah. great week this week. How many times can I say week? Week, in week, the week, week, week. With Clemson, Florida State, and so many other Exciting game. That's so right. Ready to get to it. That's right, KG. Big weekend. Can't wait to break it down. As we said, massive episode on Wednesday. It's going to be the you know kind of boxing match where you got Clemson on one side, FSU on the other side, and we're talking about it all. And then, of course, on Friday, we go through all these games. Cannot wait. Another big weekend. And we hit the road. Like I said, I'm headed to Pitt. Can't wait. Haven't been there in quite some time. So I'm excited to go to Pittsburgh. Mm. Uh, it'll be Mac, all fun. I'm glad you're excited to go to Pittsburgh. 
in the work that I do for ACC Network, every time I go to Pittsburgh, it is brutal, insanely cold. So yeah. I'm very happy for you. Well, this you should know, be a nice fall day. I, I'm a cold guy, so I'd be cool with that. I'd be cool with that. I just like the city. That's, I like the city of Pittsburgh. The city is cool. I agree. Good food. <laughs> it is good food. So we'll have fun. Um, but again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, appreciate our big friends over at Ingles and everything they do for us. Uh, we need a favor, though. We need you guys to go over to YouTube, subscribe, jump in the comments, come join this party. We have too much fun. You got to check it out over there. And of course, the OGs on Apple Podcasts as well. Rate, review, subscribe there. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.